So Mark chapter 9, beginning with verse number 17, and I'll read down through verse 27. So Mark 9 and 17 says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and, and they could not. I want you to notice that that's a sad commentary. The, the father of the child was saying, I was looking for help from your disciples, and, and they couldn't help me. He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And, and he said, Of a child. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Amen. I want to take that passage of Scripture and, and just preach to you the subject. Lord, help my uncertainties. Help my uncertainties. Amen. We must eradicate uncertainty and lack of confidence in God's power Amen. because God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. There, there are times when we like to think that there are no weaknesses in our faith and and confidence in God's power. Try as we may, and I do believe we try, there are times when our confidence is at low ebb. The seeming constant bombardment from the adversary, <clears throat> the difficulties, uh, 
and uncertainty of our times. The daily struggles of just living life, they all begin to add up and affects our confidence. We try for this to not happen, but in spite of our best efforts, there are times that our confidence is not where it really needs to be, and I dare say even where we would like for it to be in the Lord. I really wish I were able to stand and proclaim that I have always had faith to believe God without any degree of doubt to cloud my faith. But I can't tell you that this morning. Not truthfully. I must admit that there have been times that it took everything that I could do to feel as if I were praying in faith. As much as I tried to have all the faith and the assurance that God heard my prayer and was in control of my situation still, there was that element of doubt and uncertainty that the answer was forthcoming. In fact, I will admit to you the same as as any truthful minister would uh, would admit. There, There have been times that that I have stood behind this pulpit and preached on, on the power and the importance of faith, but yet my faith was at very low tide at that particular time. I've had to preach the confidence of God to His people, but yet my confidence sometimes admittedly has been shaken in, in the power of God. I do find it hard to believe that As God's people, one intentionally doubts God. There is something on the inside of your spirit that wants to have perfect faith in every situation of your life. I believe that's true of, of every redeemed man or woman of God. We do want, there is something in us that wants that perfect faith manifested in us, nobody in ourselves, no matter what we are facing. It's not that that perfect faith is always going to get the answer that we desire from God, but sometimes it's that perfect faith that, or that idealistic faith, if you will, that, that will help us to accept the will of God, even when the actions of God may be tracking in, in a different direction than, than what our faith is saying or, or is praying for. So there is that something that desires to attain that place relationally that no matter what the circumstance may be, there, there is faith necessary to commit the matter to God without worrying whether God will respond. I believe that there is something of that inherent in every, every human being that prays. Sometimes we wonder. We, we don't doubt that God is hearing us. We don't doubt that God is, is, uh, paying attention. Uh, to what we are saying, sometimes 
there's doubt in our minds as to whether God is going to respond and if God is going to respond in the manner of which I'm praying. Sometimes it is the uncertainties that we currently face that we find the hardest to fully commit to God. But if you, would, if you could come to the place to commit your cases to God in the faith that you currently have and confess any doubt and unbelief to Him, I know that God will help those weakened areas in all of our lives and answer our prayers. Amen. Does anybody believe that this morning? I'm serving a faithful God. I'm serving a God who, whose ear is not deaf to my cry. I'm serving a God that is going to respond to me every time I pray. He may, he may not respond in the manner that I'm praying or, or in the manner that I am, I am asking for, but I know enough about God to know this. He, he's not going to give me anything that's bad for me. He's going to always give me what is according to His will. And, and if I receive it in the right manner, it's always going to be something that is going to benefit me. Amen. Amen. Whether, it, whether it is a blessing or whether it is a chastisement, whether it is the goodness of God or whether it's the faithfulness of God to, to deal with me in my error I can have confidence that God is, is going to work on my behalf. Amen. Amen. We always focus on the goodness and the blessings and, and all of that. And I'm thankful that God is a blessing God. I'm thankful He's a kind God. He is a, a loving God, but He is no less God. And He is no less faithful when He has to deal with me according to my error as He is and when He is blessing me. Amen. It's all for my good. It's all going to benefit me. It's all going to help me. It's all going to, 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 to profit me. Amen. Amen. I just just have to look at it in the proper respect. Amen. But but the point is that God does hear us and the point is that God does answer prayer and the point is God will will show grace and mercy to me. Amen. Amen. Just as the man asked of the Lord, if you can do anything, have compassion upon us and help us. Amen. And that's another attribute about God that sometimes we, we fail to take into, into full consideration. Amen. Our God is compassionate toward the needs of people. Amen. It doesn't matter what you're facing this morning. It doesn't matter what your circumstance of life may be. I'm telling you right now. Amen. You may have prayed today. And felt that God didn't hear or, or wondered, is God hearing me this morning? I, I, I just don't have a sense of His presence like I do at other times. And, and I wonder if God has even heard me. I'm telling you, 
God has heard your prayer. And God is a God of compassion. Amen. And He will respond in His time. And according to His will. In the Scripture context, the Father had taken His Son to Jesus' disciples for help. Surely, there was tremendous disappointment that the disciples could not. And I emphasize those words because those are the words of Mark. They could not. They could not help the boy. It's a sad commentary, but it's not the focus of this message this morning to talk about the inability of the disciples of the Lord at that particular time. But still, to me, it would be a devastating message to, to, to bring a child that is tormented with, with demonic oppression and possibly even possession, and you bring them to the very people that you have heard and you could expect to, to be able to help. This must have been devastating to the father because he came hoping to find help for his son. So when Jesus comes upon the scene and inquires as to why the scribes were questioning his disciples, the father said unto him, he said, Master, I have brought unto you my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he tears him, and he foams, and he gnashes with his teeth, and he pines away. And I spake to your disciples that they should cast him out, and, and they could not. And Jesus answered him and said, O faithless generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Jesus said unto unto him, "If, If you can believe. If you can believe. Notice the words of Jesus. That word if, it is, is, is a conditional word. If you can believe. He said all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway, Mark said, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief that the child was not healed because of a lack of faith but it wasn't just the weak faith of the disciples no one had faith to heal the child not the father not the disciples and certainly not the religionist who in this context were the scribes. But, but let me just make, make a statement here. Unbelief. Or in this context. Uncertainties. Always affects 
the response of the Lord to the test of life. Unbelief, uncertainties always affects the response of the Lord to the tests of life. Matthew proves this of the Lord when he said in his writing in chapter 13, beginning with verse number 54, and he says this of of the Lord. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hast this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is, his, is not his mother uh, called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then has this man all these things? And they were offended in him, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. And in verse number 58, Matthew says, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Amen. Amen. Because of their unbelief. Can I encourage you with something this morning? When you get down to pray or, or however you pray, and I, I know there, there's, that we pray differently at different times and we, we have our moments of prayer that we get down and pray and some people drive, pray when they're driving. It's not, it's not a bad idea. It's, I believe it's not the quality of prayers when we get alone with God. But it doesn't matter where you pray. But let me encourage you this morning. When you pray, do your best to exercise your faith in God that you have at that particular time. I'm not saying that every day of our lives our faith is over the mountaintops and and it's always at high ebb and and we're always oozing with faith to, to believe God for any kind of impossibility. I again will be honest and transparent and tell you that many times when I pray my faith is not swinging from the chandeliers and, and it's not skipping across the tops of the mountain but I do understand that when I go to God if I can exercise the faith that I have at that particular time I serve a God that hears me every time I open my mouth and that same God has mercy and compassion upon me and God will respond to me and you if you just demonstrate faith in Him. Have confidence in Him. Amen. Have confidence in Him. In fact, the Bible tells me the Lord said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Anybody ever seen a mustard seed? Now we look at a mustard seed from Western culture. You know the uh, that that plant that is is cousins to turnips and 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 collards and 
If you've ever seen mustard seed, mustard seed, very, very, very small, very tiny. But when the Lord was talking about mustard, I've heard people term it like this, mustard seed faith. He wasn't talking about that green that's cousin to the collards and the turnips and the rutabagas and you know, all of that kind of stuff. He, he did, mustard grew into a tree in, in the Holy Land. Its seed was very small. It started out as a very small plant, but it grew, it grew into a tree. And the Lord said, if you have faith as of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And he said, it's going to be done. Now I understand and we've had sense enough this morning to know that Jesus wasn't looking at a literal mountain and saying, if you have faith of just a grain of mustard seed, you can look at this mountain and you can say you can be removed and you can be cast into the sea. And, and all of a sudden, the, uh, the, the, the geographers now is going to have to make a new mount because the mountain that used to be there is not there. It's been cast into the sea. So what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about the impossible things or the impossibilities of life. Those things that you come up against that to you are impossibilities. It, you, you, no, no more could you say to a physical mountain, be gone and, and be cast into the sea, than you can speak to the impossibilities of your life. And they always be just moved out of the way. Amen. Somebody asked me a question one time. Says, what do you do when you speak to the mountain and the mountain speaks back to you? And, and the mountain doesn't go anywhere. Amen. We've all had those times in our lives that we face the uncertainties of, of the impossible things. And, and we, we, we didn't see an answer. Answers were not forthcoming. And, and use our mind to the best degree that we possibly could. We couldn't see a way around and we couldn't see a way out of this particular situation of life. That's when Jesus said, let me tell you something, if you just have a small amount of faith, that's why I say to you today, when you pray, exercise the faith that you have at that particular moment of time. Amen. And if you'll have confidence in the faithfulness and the power and the abilities of God, that God that hears you is the same God that's going to come to your aid and He'll touch you. He'll heal that situation. He'll heal your body. He'll give you peace of mind. He'll do whatever it is that you need in your life at that particular time. If you would just have confidence in Him and ask God to help your uncertainties. I notice in this context that belief is not a blatant faithlessness nor is it a mistrust in the power of God. But in this context, unbelief can be nothing more than just uncertainty. A want 
of confidence or a lack of confidence in God's power. So sometimes we can be guilty of unbelief even though we would be very careful to allow ourselves to be in a place or a position that we could that we can look at ourselves and say, I don't believe God. I don't believe in His power. We, we would be very, very careful to, to do that. But what about our uncertain, uncertainties? What about those times in our lives that we're just not certain that God is, is, is listening to me? Or if God is hearing, I'm just not certain. That God is going to move this situation or take care of this. And I'm just not certain that God is going to to help my finances. I'm not certain that God is going to heal the body of my child. Sometimes we we have a lack of confidence in God's power. Amen. We know, we know that God can do whatever we need in every situation of life. But the uncertainty, that lack of confidence arises in the question, will God do it? Amen. In this respect, there there is faithlessness and there is uncertainty and there is that lack of confidence in the power and the ability of God. Amen. But we need to do everything that we can to get beyond that uncertainty, to get beyond that lack of confidence, to get beyond that faithlessness. Amen. Because even when I can't demonstrate the greatest of certainties in the power and the ability of God, that same God will hear me. He'll have compassion upon you and He'll do everything in His power to aid you and to help you and if nothing else give you the peace of mind that God is on your side and God's going to help you God's going to move you forward and God is somehow going to bless you get beyond amen I feel like the, the father when he said Lord I believe but I'm asking you to help my uncertainties Help me when I'm uncertain that you're there for me. Help me when my faith cannot stand and declare victory. Or when I can't stand and and declare the healing. I believe you. I believe in your power and I believe in your abilities. But I've got some uncertainties right now and I'm asking you to help my uncertainties. What is it that causes these uncertainties? Well, I I, I got a couple I want to talk about very briefly. It's certainly not an exhaustive list, but first and foremost, pride will cause uncertainties. 
Because there's something about the pride of human nature that will prevent you from admitting that you stand in need of the power and the ability of God in your life. You know, I sometimes when we, we pray and I ask, is there, there anybody here that needs anything from the Lord today or tonight? Does anybody need a touch of God? Sometimes there's a hand that'll go up. Yeah, I need, I need God to help me, and then state the case. But then a lot of times there's no hands go up and no, no admission that I need something from God. And maybe, maybe, to a degree in our our minds that may be justified because maybe at that particular point in time, I'm not sick in my body. I don't have any diseases in my body. To, to that I know of, you know my my finances are 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 good. They're adequate. I got a job. I got food and and in, in in the refrigerator. I've got clothes on my back. I got a vehicle to get me around. I've got a roof over my head. So I really can't think of anything right now. However, the problem with that is. You and I do not know the depths of our situation to the degree that God does. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I always need the help of God. I always need the touch of God in my life. I don't care if somebody walked up to me this morning and placed a $1 million check in my hand and said, I promise you when you get to the bank... That's going to be cashed because it's good. And, and, and I do that and all of a sudden, I, I become a millionaire. I'm going to tell you right now, I still need the help of God. Amen. Because there's some things a million dollars cannot buy you. Amen. A million dollars cannot buy you freedom of your heart and your spirit and your mind. A million dollars is not going to purchase you peace of mind to, that to someone who's tormented. A million dollars, amen, is not going to buy you healing from some dreaded disease. A million dollars is not going to, to purchase the safety and security that would be necessary to, uh, to, to isolate you from the problems and the cares and the, and the troubles of life. It, it cannot do it. Amen. So no matter what place I find myself in, amen, as a life, as an individual, I always need the helping hand of God. Amen. I need the touch of God, but pride, pride will help us, will get us to to that place that we feel like. Amen. It's pride that that likes you to think that you have it all under control. That that you don't need the help of anybody. And, and, and one would never dare tell God that we have no need of Him. How, however our actions at times reveal something quite different. Pride tells you that you're stronger than you are. It tells you that you can handle things that you cannot without the help of God. In fact, pride is the beginning of your spiritual downfall. Because the wise man said in his Proverbs, he said, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. If this describes any of us here today, amen, I pray, I pray that we admit that your flesh is weak and you cannot handle the situations uh, 
of life without the help of God. Get rid of that pride and admit to God, I need your help. I need the touch that only you can give. I need the move in my life that only you can perform because indeed I do stand in need of you today. And the admittance of uncertainty and the subsequent cry for help in this area is what Jesus Christ responded to with the father of the child. I'm telling you today, God will help you if you will be honest with Him. He'll help you if you'll be honest. Lord, I believe. I do believe. But help my uncertainties. I believe that you can. I'm uncertain as to whether you will. I believe you have the power. I'm uncertain as to whether you will demonstrate that power. The second thing that will keep us from a response from God is a refusal to do what God requires. There are reasons for unanswered prayer. Sometimes it's unanswered prayer that will cause a lack of confidence in the power of God. And and, and we'll just touch on a couple of reasons that that prayer goes unanswered quickly. The number one thing that will prevent an answer to prayer is sin. So if there's sin in the life... Repentance is needed because repentance will clear the way for God to do what needs to be done. You say, well, I'm not a sinner. Repentance is not for sinners only because I'm going to tell you, no matter how much faith you have, no matter how long you have lived for God, how much confidence you have in the power and abilities of God, you fail God every day. I said you fail God every day. Why? We, we don't intend to. It's not that we, uh, we sin intentionally. It's not to, or I hope that's not the case. It, it, I don't believe it to be the case that we, that, that we are just blatantly rebellious against the will and, and, and the command of God. But the, but the fact of the matter is we're flesh. And we have weaknesses of that flesh that sometimes overwhelm us and can overcome us. And then, and then sin becomes a factor. But all failures are, are not intentional. But, but, but there still needs, they still need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and it's pride that will keep you from repenting. So I encourage you to get rid of pride and whatever sin may prevent a clear channel to heaven. And have faith in the power and the abilities of God. And then the next thing is a refusal to obey God will prevent an answer to prayer. 2 Kings chapter 5 tells us that Naaman was a captain of the host of the king of Syria. He was a great man with his master, the Bible says. And and he was an honorable man. And, and, And the Bible even says that because by him, by Naaman the Lord... God 
had given deliverance unto Syria. It also says of Naaman that he was also a mighty man in valor. But then the next statement about Naaman brings the condemnation upon every positive thing that had been said about him up to this point in time. But he was a leper. He was a great man. He was a valiant man. Through him, God had brought victory to Syria. He was a mighty man in valor. There was just one little old problem that Naaman had that he could not escape from and he couldn't get away from. Even all of his accolades... Him being a great man with his master did not affect the fact that he was a leper. The fact that he was an honorable man did not affect the fact that he was a leprous man. In spite of the fact that God had used him to bring deliverance to Syria, did not negate the fact that he was contaminated with that dreaded disease of leprosy. His valor, it didn't overcome the effects of that dreaded disease. He was a leper. And leprosy is and always has been a type of sin. Naaman needed a cleansing. He was sent by his king to the king of Israel for cleansing. And the king of Israel sent him to the house of Elisha the prophet. Elisha told him to go and dip in the Jordan River. And he was to dip seven times. And on the seventh time, he would come up clean. Naaman. Naaman was mad. Because the Jordan River at this time was a muddy river. It was unclean. It didn't look good. It it was a muddy river. In fact, his argument was that there are better rivers in which to bathe. But, But when he finally subjected himself to the Word of God that came through the prophet, he received what he needed from God. There's a lesson to learn here. We can attempt to do things our way and the result will will always be defeat and disaster every time. But if we'll submit ourselves to the Word and the commands of God, have faith in His power and abilities, and do everything possible to remove the doubt and uncertainty In life, I say again, God will come to your aid. God will help you. God will help you. Your faith must have the proper object. The object of your faith is not your healing if you're sick. Or if you're diseased, the object of your faith, it is not your healing or 
or whatever answer you need from God, that cannot be the object of your faith. The object of your faith is Jesus Christ and His power. So when my faith goes to Him, no matter what my what amount, no matter how strong or how weak my faith seems to be at a particular time, if I can exercise my faith in His direction and in His power, because He's the healer. The object of my faith can never be my healing. It's got to be the healer. Amen. And no matter if He heals me miraculously or He heals me, amen, through through some form of of medicine or some kind of therapy, amen, I've got to be willing, you know, to say, God, amen, I need your help in whatever form that help comes in. I believe that you can do it. But God, there's some uncertainties in my mind and in my spirit. And and, and while I am I have faith in you, you understand the weaknesses of my flesh. You understand the weaknesses of my mind and my spirit. You understand my doubts. God, I believe, but I'm simply asking you to help my uncertainties. So if we can get rid of the pride that causes us to say, I can handle this or I don't need the help of God at this particular time. And we can get rid of that which causes us to be unfaithful to the command of God and exercise what faith we have in the right direction. Again, the object of your faith is not answered prayer. The object is the God who will do the answering. Amen. I conclude. Let's stand. The question could be asked, how do you get rid of of unbelief in your life? Or how do you get rid of uncertainties? How do you get rid of doubt? There, there's two ways that I have found. Number one, <clears throat> make sure your relationship is right with God by ridding yourself of unrepented sin. Unanswered prayer because of sin will cause uncertainty in the willingness of God to help you. The second way to get rid of those uncertainties and unbeliefs is to admit to God that there is uncertainty in you concerning His willingness to help you. I'm going to tell you something this morning. There's value and there is power And just being honest with God. God sees you anyway. But God wants you to be honest with Him. I've heard Jeff Arnold mention in in many messages. Just come honestly to Him. Be honest with God. Just just be honest with God. If, 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 you, if you feel like killing your brother, 
be, be honest with God. I, I've got these, and maybe that's kind of a far stretch or, you know, whatever. But, but, but my point is it doesn't matter what's in the mind and what's in the heart. Just be honest with Him. God, I don't like Him today. I feel like killing Him. Like I heard one preacher say, I prayed to God, God, either heal them or kill them, one or the other. But at least you can do something with them. Be, be honest with God about any uncertainties and any lack of faith, any concern concerning His willingness to help. That the Father of the Son in the Scripture text revealed the condition of His uncertainty when He said, If you can do anything. I've got faith. I do believe. I'm just uncertain if you're going to do anything. But if you can do anything, have compassion upon us and help us. This man realized the doubts that had been plaguing him and the conflicts that had been raging because of the controversy that was carried on between Christ and, 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 and the Pharisees. However, he confessed his faith and he pleaded that help might be given to overcome his doubts and what he describes as his unbelief. God would grant deliverance in response to his faith. Deliverance did not depend upon God's ability to deliver, but rather it depended upon the Father's faith in who God is and what God can do. So if I demonstrate faith of who God is and what God will do and what He can do, I'm telling you God can do anything in any circumstance of life that you may face. Lord, I believe You can. But there's a part of me that has reservations. And it's that part of me that I am asking you to help. Help my uncertainties. So every head bowed this morning... It doesn't take a prophet to know that in every life represented in this sanctuary today, there have been times that we have demonstrated uncertainties. It's been there. It's been there. And in a lot of ways, the human race are, have so much in common to be such different people. We do have so much in common. And there have been uncertainties in us. There have been fears. There have been doubts. 
Your faith is not always on the mountain peak any more than mine is. And try as we may, we have faith. We believe. But there's uncertainties there as to whether God will do what He can do. So I'm asking you this morning something that that we don't do enough of, but we, 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 we're going to rectify that. If there's anybody in this place today, there is right now or there has been uncertainties in your spirit, your life, your mind as to what God will do for you. I'm asking you to come to the front. I'm asking you to come to this altar and just begin to be honest with God. Just be honest with Him. He knows my weaknesses. He knows our infirmities. Listen, our infirmities are not always sins. They can be just simply weaknesses of the mind. I, I'm in a place right now that my mind is not as, as strong as it needs to be. It, it can be weaknesses of our, of, of our spirit. I'm just not relationally in a place. So infirmity is not always a, a, a sin, but it lets us know sometimes the condition that we are in emotionally and spiritually and there's there's uncertainties so i'm asking you this morning just talk to him be honest with god today he hears you he hears you there's not one cry for help that god does not hear not one. There's not one plea for help that he does not hear. Not one. Let's let him strengthen our weaknesses today. Let's let him strengthen our uncertainties. In Jesus' name.